0: Jackass on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh.
1: Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. Yeah. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Oh, yay. Yeah. Whoa from Studio C. Say, there you are. You know what it is? Dimly lit room, deep than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, believe it or not, Nicholas Cage. Wow. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. Nicholas Cage, who is allegedly, purportedly, been signed to play the titular role. In a brand new Joe Exotic scripted series, oh, he'd be perfect in that role. Yeah, no kidding. This could be—he his... was born to play Joe Exotic. This could be his comeback to serious acting. <laughs> what? He'd be it could perfect. Be a paycheck. <laughs> this could be the classic, like Nicolas Cage in Raising Arizona—that sort of Nicolas Cage. Oh, this oh. could be awesome. Yeah, I look forward to that. Well, it's either going to be awesomely good or awesomely bad. So awesome is guaranteed. (laughs) But In this era of COVIDs and murder hornets, isn't it nice to have something positive on the horizon? Sure it is. I realize it is good news that people are getting back out and about and to work. But as a misanthrope, I will miss the days. I'm already missing them of when the building we work in was empty. Uh, back to running into people and saying hello in the elevator and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I hate saying hello. <laughs> had a good couple of weeks, couple of months run there where the building was just completely empty, pretty much, except for the little radio show and the one next door. That was pretty much it in the whole dang five story building. Yeah. And uh, but now there's people everywhere, and you go to use the bathroom on the fourth floor, and there's someone in there, and it's back <sighs> to normal. And I I would say. I've been making roughly the same commute for about 15 years, added together, and uh, it might be the heaviest traffic today I've ever had in 15 years. It certainly would be in the top couple percentage. Um, and, and not like there's a wreck or anything like that, just the volume of vehicles out there. Yeah, well, good. Super. So I well, just wonder what when things get back to work if it's going to be, you know, beyond what it was before. It's just be an explosion of activity. Well, that would be difficult to explain. <laughs> I mean, how could that be? Uh, well, if you had like three things you did a week, whatever those things were, and you didn't get to do them for 2 months, now you're going to try to do as many of them as you can. You might sure. do 15 things in a week, whatever those things are. Not too many that, things. I think that uh, makes perfectly I'm, good sense. That the, I'm that there good could be seven or eight things max.
0: <laughs> I advise do less things. Yeah,
1: too I'm, many things. Uh, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And there there are there are rollouts all across the country, and then we'll all be waiting for three weeks from now if there's a spike in uh, a spike in cases and and deaths again. And yeah, see, I thought you were just talking about commuting because you know people either have a job or they don't. They can't drive two cars. But you know how Saturday afternoon traffic is always terrible. Because everybody's running around. I could see that being like Monday, 7 a.m. thick for a while as people catch up with their, you know, whatever. No, I, th- I think commuting and... could be worse than it was before. I think there's there are lots of people that work, uh, you know, flexible hours and days and that sort of stuff that are going to be B to the W, if we, as we've been saying. As we've mm. been trying to find the origin of balls to the walls. Apparently is a steam engine reference. Anyway,
0: I heard it or- originated from the sport of high lie. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Oh boy, I'm tired of the discussion. Anyway, your point was
1: you think uh, people maybe be B to the W and working more. Uh, yeah, you worked three days a week. Uh, prior, maybe you're gonna work five days a week for a month to get caught back up, or could uh, be. Just so many different things. I can't even imagine the number of trucks on the road right now hauling stuff around, which there need to be. I was at Target yesterday. It's like living in a different country, walking around Target, and not just Clorox wipes and that sort of stuff, just anything. I was in the video game section, and it's just wiped out, just empty shelves. Wow. Uh, I found the last particular video game for my son uh, while he was doing his medical procedure yesterday, one copy of...
0: Animal Crossing? Oh, that's a great game. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got the last one in, the, in this half of the state. Yeah, very um, current, too. That's the one that everybody's playing right now.
1: But, a- I mean, they're, 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 there's not a Nintendo Switch in America, I don't think, that you can purchase mm. right now. Wow. Um, just there's so many different things that they're behind up because supply lines and this and China and all these different things. So it took a commie bat virus to reduce our store shelves to Soviet level uh, emptiness. Right. And when we get up and running, all those shelves got to get filled back up with all those different products. And that's going to be a heck of a lot of people running around <laughs> to get that done. Then let's get back to chasing joy through consumerism. Yes. 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 It worked before. Why can't it work again? Oh, I remember being very happy buying things. Constantly satisfied. Yes. With my purchases. Yes. Forever, by the way. Joyful. I looked forward to buying something. Thought it'd make me happy. Buy it. It did make me happy and forever. Permanently. Absolutely Absolutely true. Joy did not wear off. Right. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: Pretty good. It's interesting that you say that everybody's out again. I keep thinking what's going to happen, though. We're supposed to wait two or three weeks to see if the deaths rise. But by then, people, a lot of people have gotten their first ch- uh, paycheck. And um, I think that people are going to see that money and they're going to say, you know, it's a shame that deaths, if they're rising, they're going
1: to say, but I got to stay out here. I got to feed myself. Yeah, I, I thought people are going to go back home. You're right. I think I think you're right. If if there is an increase of of course, you know, the the, the various uh, Adolf Newsom in California and various oh, other governors with will um uh you know uh, try to force this, but I think it would be very hard to get people to go back. Uh after we come out. I don't know, we'll see. That'd be an interesting psychological experiment. Well, for one thing, you know, people will have less uh, financial padding than they did going into round one. Uh, yeah, no doubt. And as Reason.com uh, points out, maybe I'll share a little bit of this with you a little bit later on, but uh, really all of this stuff has been voluntary. Uh, if, if the people on Moss were to decide, no, that restriction's dumb, it just wouldn't happen. Right. Well, and I think there'll be a, a, a good round of that. As the guy in the bookstore says, if the ice cream store's staying open, I'm staying open. Right. I closed last time, I'm not this time. Right. Uh, There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
0: Doing very well. I do think as as life continues to go forward... One thing in my life that has uh, changed forever is that I will never again go so long without using my beloved rice cooker. I think it, is, it was <laughs> such a reminder of, A, the deliciousness. You fell much, back in love with rice. I did. I did. And, you know, much less freezer-prepared, microwave-based stuff. You know, I'm actually turning it on my stove every now and then, grilling up some some chicken to put on the rice bowl. And I got the, the oh, good yeah. teriyaki. And it just, how much I enjoy it combined with how cheap it is. Combined with how much you can get, right, it's it's, it's all the things I love about food, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to continuing that as things go forward. Just an overall healthier way to, uh, to fuel myself. God, we are on a roll of eating meat. I don't know
1: what's going on in our house. Because of the meat shortage, we bought so much meat, and now we
0: just eat meat every
1: night. Like last night, we had hamburgers, hot dogs, and bratwursts. What? And we had steaks two nights in a row the nights prior to that. It's a meat orgy. It is a meat orgy. And I was reading that Costco and a couple of other major um, grocery stores are not going to limit how much uh, uh, meat you can buy. You can only buy a couple of these and a couple of those oh, because of the, the coming meat shortage. But I, I need to take a break from meat. I'm feeling a little slow. got to tell you. You know, i got a big enough backyard. I think you can raise a couple head of cats. There you or go. Or maybe one cow and one hog. Let's <laughs> plan ahead. A few chickens because I enjoy chicken as well. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday. Oh, that's right. It's Cinco de Mayo. Mexican Independence Day. Um, the year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getting. We approve of this program. Let's begin s- turning suburban backyards into slaughterhouses, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. At mark. Imagine if you will a world where Cinco de Mayo falls on Taco Tuesday, only to be ruined by a virus named after a Mexican beer. You've entered the 2020 zone. Mm. The rare Taco Tuesday, Cinco de Mayo, and we can't go out. It's
0: just... The irony is no bueno. Why does God hate us? That murder hornets. Right. No es frio Not cool, everybody. Not cool.
1: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I didn't know you were bilingual, Sean. (laughs) How did the mailbag stack up today? Uh, It's still taking shape, frankly. Man, there's quite the disparity between the models out, right, out there right now. We're either going to have 3,000 deaths on June 1st or 800, depending on which of the important models you look at. Yeah, I tell you what, that one I disputed yesterday, I'm still disputing. Okay, if you haven't heard that, it's uh, pretty extraordinary. Got a late night joke off on murder hornets. All kinds of good stuff today on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, we got quite a bit to discuss. Quite a bit to discuss. I'd say. Strange times. M- m- mailbag. You feeling more optimistic? Yes. I was already feeling fairly optimistic about what. Just, uh... I'm more pessimistic about the economy. Uh, really, long term. Huh. We'll get into some of the yeah. borrowing we're doing, some of the some of the oh, legislation gosh. that's being planned currently. They're talking about, well, I won't use up the mailbag time. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it here in about ten minutes. Yeah, back off. The legislation, so each party's going to give so the other party gets what they want. We're going to go into ruin because of this. Ruin, I'm telling you. Yes. We will spend ourselves into oblivion, and if you've ever been in oblivion, it ain't pleasant. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Winston Churchill. However beautiful the strategy, you should occasionally look at the results. How wow, good is that? That is great. How does that not define, well, honestly, what we were just talking about? Your strategy is let's build a giant bureaucracy to uplift the poor and bring justice to the uh, disjustified. And then, then, you know, 60 years later, it still exists. It's got a budget of $500 billion, and it ain't given no justice to nobody. Man, apply that to so many different things. Your favorite sports team, your workplace, your... Um, uh, The the way you handle your kids with this or that. Uh, just sure, your, your marriage, whatever. Let's take a look. At how, is this, how does this appear to be going? Yes. Not well. So maybe your strategy is not good. <laughs> Stay the course. That's what I say. Uh, moving on to the correspondence proper, I proposed yesterday that uh, I might try to shoot one of those murder hornets out of the air with a handgun. Mm. Uh, but then I suggested that that wasn't really good uh, firearm safety. Well, Brian writes, Joe, know this. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. KSTMH, keep shooting those murder hornets. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. That's that's the encouragement I really needed. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, explaining the murder hornet phenomenon to my 8- and 10-year-old boys. Do you oh think Lord. they were into it much? Oh, my. Man, that is such the wheelhouse of a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Logan writes... Uh, live and love life, for God's sake. Stay armed. Stay clean. Be responsible. Party on. Personally, nothing has changed. F bars and movie theaters. I don't want to close talk to you anyway. BBTYBYBBQ, bring back the backyard barbecue. I may have participated in one or two clandestine backyard barbecues. Yeah, uh, for, for assuming I get to live to be an old person if, if this period ever comes up, the hard thing to convince younger people who didn't live through it will be for some of us, our lives didn't change hardly at all. My life right. changed very little other than adding homeschooling to everything else. Yeah, yeah. i got to figure out if my neighbors will freak. Is there some way to ascertain whether they're the sort of Busybodies will get on com and <laughs> whine if I have some friends in the backyard. Do you have a big Cinco de Mayo party tonight? They'll hear Well, I'm not going to do some that. Sombreros. But... No, I a can't. Muchas just... gracias. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I meant to call one 800 rent a burrow. I hope I can still get one. That's an uh, essential business, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Burrow Eddie in... rentals. <laughs> Eddie in San Diego. I think you can get multiple right. beasts of burden. burden uh, Burrows, camels, what other beasts of burden? Oxen. How about the, like a longhorn? There you go. Big old Texas longhorn bull to stand in your backyard and look intimidating. Sure. Probably jabbed up with all sorts of downers so it doesn't go crazy and kill your guests. Let's see. Eddie in San Diego writes Guys, if Michael doesn't drop a beat and mix Joe's rap about there's no basis, you got no cases. And use every time we talk about the shutdown orders continuing. I will be disappointed, not angry, just disappointed. <laughs> that was I can't remember when that was in the show. I accident oh hour two he says I accidentally started rapping yesterday and I apologize for that. Nobody wants that. How about Eric? Eric with the state he calls himself. I think he he works for the state of Cal Unicornia maybe or, or Oregon. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but. I very much look forward to your wonderful Tuesday morning program, especially your new feature, Supreme Court Radio. I've researched today's docket and am eagerly wait, awaiting your coverage of the United States vs. FarmersOnly.com. Faggoty and gaining weight, Eric with the state. That is not on the actual docket today, <laughs> sir or madam. <laughs> FarmersOnly.com. Yeah, that we are so excited. <laughs> Live, Supreme Court. We get to listen in as these arguments happen. Let's check it out. And it was a dry and obscure case about trademarks and websites and the rest of it. There's some good stuff coming up
0: later in the week, though. Today's is a, uh, whether a condition for federal funding imposed on organizations fighting HIV-AIDS abroad is constitutional. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, quick shout-out from Joe in
1: Dayton, Ohio, frequent correspondent. Shout-out to Jack for bringing up the book Every Drop of Blood. I thought, really, a book on a brief event like Lincoln's second inauguration? However, it read like a storyline of living in the 1860s. Yeah, that's funny he says that. That's what I got most out of it. I I got a real sense of what it was like to walk around Washington, D.C. in 1865. Yes, Joe says it detailed history, war, culture, fashions, and the social who's who of the time. The coverage of D.C. happenings prior to and during the inauguration read like an 1865 version of Mark Leibovich's This Town. So thanks Jack for another good book mention. That's an excellent review. Yeah it is. Yeah, Joe's a, a good man. I'm sorry that when we attended the Republican convention we didn't get to to connect with him. It but. is a shockingly good book. The way he puts together how like Lincoln is meeting with somebody and there's a party going over here and John Wilkes Booth is over at this bar meeting with some people and it's just and it's such a small town at that time. Right. Um and it's known where everybody was and everything that was going on. It's just fascinating. Julie points out, guys, as a result of people flocking to the beach recently in Southern California, let's see if there's a big jump in deaths in Newport and Huntington Beach soon. I doubt there will be. Longtime listener, thanks for your ongoing common sense and humanity. I don't get thanked for my humanity enough, Julie. Thank you for noticing. I'm clearly human. Is that not what humanity means? Oh, boy, this is a good one. Ah, it's a little long, but we'll get to it in a little bit. Uh, Al Anonymous. Who accepted uh, their bank's offer to delay uh, mortgage payment, and then, it, it, in spite of hearing being told that it would not affect his credit rating, but it did, it banged it up. Really? Yeah. So oh. more on that to come. Yeah, and what Congress is talking about in terms of spending taxpayer money for uh, well yours and your kids and your kids' kids and maybe enough oh. to do us in. Uh, stay tuned for that story, among others. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. So we we keep making progress. We We haven't forgotten how to make progress in this country, and we haven't lost interest in making progress, and that will benefit to varying degrees all kinds of people, including around the world. But there will be interruptions, and I don't know... When they will occur, and I don't know how deep they will occur. I do know they will occur from time to time, and I also know that we will come out better on the other end. So it doesn't sound like you're selling airline stocks today. No,
0: I won't be selling
1: airline stocks.
0: That's Warren Buffett. W- what? What was the date on that? Uh, second week of March this year.
1: Second week of March, Warren Buffett, one of the most important investors investors in the world, laughed at the idea of selling airline stocks Today,
0: oh, the question was today to
1: yeah. over the weekend, they got rid of all their airline stocks several billion dollars worth yeah. um uh and it's not so low <laughs> and and it's not a Warren Buffett was lying to you or cheating or shorting the market or anything like that it's a that's how much the situation changed in that amount of time is the right. story and uh that's troubling. And he said, I mean, to his credit, he said, I think he was running a pump and dump. <laughs> uh, he he said, and I wish more people would ever say this in their lives. I just decided that I'd made a mistake. Yeah. Um, when the facts change, I change my opinion. What do you do? And he uh, Churchill he, said. But so that that leads me into my I am pessimistic. About the long-term health of our economy, I'm, uh, I did, you know, I got to stop thinking about it because there's nothing I can do about it. It's just a world we're gonna live in. But the the borrowing of money that's going on and the spending more than we take in has always been a problem, but now it's at a level that's just it's untried in human history. Well, it's untethered to any sense of reality or responsibility. The headline in the Wall Street Journal today, the U.S. government expects to borrow 2990000000000 trillion. Let's call it three. The U.S. government expects to borrow $3 trillion in the second quarter of this year. That's twice the total borrowing of fiscal year 2019, which was a record-setting year, by the way. Right. Which was a year that all fiscal conservatives and smart economists were saying, oh, my God, this is unsustainable. We're going to spend three times as much as that year in the second quarter of this year. Oh, my gosh. And currently, having had, you know, a couple of trillion-dollar package, then another couple of hundreds of billions of dollars package, Both parties want some stuff right now, but it's stuff that the other party hates. For instance, the idea of a payroll tax cut to try to uh, get money in people's hands. Uh, The Republicans love tax cuts. The Democrats hate it, and Nancy Pelosi says no way. But the Democrats love the idea of the federal government bailing out the states, and the Republicans hate that. And there's
0: talk of a trade. A, a payroll tax cut goes towards the employer's taxes on their employees, right? Uh, I, what is a payroll tax cut, I guess, is so a better it, way to ask it, my question. It comes
1: out of both pockets. Okay. So you would just keep more of what you what you earned, which the Democrats hate because if it doesn't pass through their hands... They don't get to keep a chunk, and uh, th- you're not dependent on them. But regardless of how you feel about taxes, it's a something the Republicans want and the Democrats hate. And the Democrats like the idea of bailing out the states, the mismanaged states. They made, they mismanaged their states for years and years and years, and now taxpayers all across the country are going to bail them out. And there's talk of a trade right now where the Republicans will say, okay, we'll bail out your states if we get our payroll tax cut, and Nancy's going to say yes. No, oh, beautiful. So, so uh, I just... I, well, and they, of course there is zero discussion, zero of once we get past this, then we really have to crack down. We really have to make ourselves more efficient. The the year after this is all over, there will be a structural deficit and we will spend more than we take in that year. What have these elderly people decided that they're just they're old and they'll be dead before it matters or I mean seriously, what have they decided? Well, yeah, either they don't care, they're just that intent on keeping power, or there are a few economists out there who have an outsized influence who say, no, we can more or less keep doing this forever because we have the uh, the global currency and we've kept hyperinflation under control so far. No, I think we can keep this up forever. I think they're insane, but they have a lot of influence. Well, there's got to be a limit. We're certainly going to test it. Yeah, I'd say. We're testing it. Well I tell you what, and the, uh, the kids born roughly now who are going to have to pay those bills and deal with that interest, I mean, if interest rates doubled right now, like long-term interest rates, they'd be up around seven percent or, or so, um, which is not terrible by historical standards at all. In fact, it's you know kind of medium modest. and that would double the debt service which is already a significant portion of the federal budget. I haven't taken a look at the numbers lately, but yeah, I, I don't know. Nobody, uh, Although nobody wants to hear this. Nobody cares. I think you're the only person in America who cares, and frankly, I resent you bringing it up. Mm. So Animal Crossing <laughs> on the Nintendo is the number one selling game in America last month. I bought the last copy in the state, I think, yesterday. I just got lucky that they happened to have one. Well, that's uh, one of your legacy video games. My girls were, were in love with Animal Crossing when they were little girls.
0: Yep, yeah, this is the most recent version of it. It uh, got released right around the start of this pandemic, which was March. part of the, the the marketing success of it, is, it. It was a very soothing, play-at-home game that a yeah. lot of people adapted
1: to. Pretty good timing, Animal Crossing New Horizons. But you can't get a Nintendo. If you don't have a Nintendo unit, you can't buy them anywhere. And I guess that's got to do with China and shipping and all kinds of supply things and everything. China! Like I mean, not that you may care about video games. I just find it interesting that even the shelves are bare even for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: for now. So I think you of... might be interested to know that it, while playing Animal Crossing, your your child will be exposed to mortgage payments in terms of the number of bells he has to pay to the mayor Tom Nook for exactly. his house, and there is also, uh, I believe, a stock market equivalent where you uh, you buy and sell turnips mostly, but various uh, farm goods. you Then find I, on will,
1: the I will feel less bad about the fact that he played it yesterday for nine hours straight. Mm. So is the uh, mayor uh, allowed to spend money like a 22-year-old sailor on a cocaine binge like the president and the congress are? In Animal Crossing, does the mayor is the deficit have, spending? Does the mayor ever get a sex scandal?
0: <laughs> it is unclear what his uh, his larger uh, political leanings are, but uh, <laughs> That's probably he, good. it's it's just known that he needs his bells and he needs them in a timely manner. <laughs>
1: The bells are too damn high. Oh, oh, that's I got something on the coming uh, mortgage-slash-rent crisis that you probably don't want to hear, but maybe a little later on. Instead, something positive, something uplifting, something exciting, and that's the news that Nicolas Cage will be playing the eccentric zookeeper Joe Exotic in a new TV series, according to Variety. If it's written well, he could be so
0: great in that. Oh, yeah. I'm worried yeah. he just becomes Joe Exotic. Like what happened with uh, Andrew Dice Clay? Like that—that right. like that, that wasn't him. That was a character he did on stage. But he just kind of became the Dice Man. Oh, I think boy. I think Cage, with his history of buying dinosaur skulls and <laughs> random artifacts from various archaeological digs, that he just might oh. become the Tiger King.
1: You're gonna you think he's gonna end up with a bunch of tigers in his bag? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, that's one of four. Joe exotic related projects that are in, being produced right now. Uh, I have that and and some really interesting murder hornet information. Not just scary headlines, but actually interesting. Uh, if we want to do a little animal uh, oriented uh, topic or uh, a segment next, text, I think we should. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Nick's getting a little old, though, isn't he? Was he 55, I'm guessing? Joey Exotic well, wasn't a spring chicken. That's true. Yeah, no kidding. He might be about was, the right age. You put enough uh, eyeliner on there, you, you bleach your hair. You, you bleach your just mullet. Like him. Do you think it, he gets the piercing? Oh, jeez. Uh, I hate when people even talk about He's that. He's a method actor, John. Of course he will. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned for all the latest. Armstrong and Getty. And set a world record over the weekend by lifting over 1,100 pounds. Said the man, why isn't anyone helping me? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's an odd joke. Uh, We got this text uh, asking the question, how come these oldsters uh, that run our government don't seem to care about the future? Don't care about deficits or whatever. It's because they know about the sweet meter of death, so they don't care. <laughs> or they got the special NASA information. SMOD 2020. <laughs> They're all going to be obliterated at some point, so it won't make any difference. So, uh, you got Nick Cage ready to star in his first TV role as Joe Exotic. The Nick Cage starring show is based on the original article that started all this in Texas Monthly entitled Joe Exotic, A Dark Journey into the World of a Man Gone Wild. The series is being produced by Imagine Television Studios and CBS Television Studios. Uh, You got a guy running the show I've never heard of, but I'm not that into that that sort of thing. Ah, uh, the new series is by no means the only one looking to cash in on the Tiger King fever. There's a Tiger King show set to star Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin that's been in production for months, and that was long before the Netflix show was released. I Again, fear, I fear they're not going to take it seriously. Uh, let's see, based on the uh, blah, blah, blah. based on the Wondery podcast, Joe Exotic. There's a Ryan Murphy and Rob Lowe take on the story that's in the early stages of production. And ID is working on a true crime follow-up called "Investigating the Strange World of Joe Exotic" that promises to dive deeper into the case. Hmm. Mm, the heck boy. is
0: Rob Lowe gonna play in any of this? He's now way talking too about handsome. Rob Lowe,
1: he's been dressing up like Joe Exotic a lot. I keep seeing pictures. He got fascinated with the the show and was constantly posting stuff on Instagram of him dressed that way.
0: Could be like no legs guy. He's kind of tall and gangly like that. I'm thinking. <laughs>
1: What's the uh, what's the over-under for the average IQ of the viewer of the Rob Lojo exotic show? I mean, that is really going to be scraping up the bottom, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, uh, fascinating story, uh, Captured America might have had something to do with the coronavirus and everybody being locked down and not a lot of other options. I don't know when 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 all the when all the options for entertainment are up and running again, <laughs> right, I'm not sure it will quite capture the world the way it did, but we'll see, yeah, yeah. I have more uh, information on the homicide wasp if you want it the uh, murder hornet at some point, you're going to get into the widely different projections for where the coronavirus is going. you said, so I do want to hear that as there is uh. one model that says we're going to have three thousand dead a day by June first and another government model that says eight hundred some. And those are your two best models, I guess. Well, in the one model that got so much click—it was the, so many clicks uh, yesterday. The New York Times touting it. Uh, the the coronavirus task force is out. Doctor Burks and all saying no, no. That's no. Forget that. It's it's not good. Who put so, that out? Why did they have an agenda, or was it just bad math? I, I think you have a combination of the horror porn industry, which is most of the mainstream media. The scarier sounding, the better, even if it's wildly inaccurate or un- completely unvetted. And then you have the curious uh, phenomenon that we've been talking about, and that's the further left people are, the more they seem to be into touting how horrible this is and how we must all uh, uh, fall under the sway of the government. You know, They're just enthusiastic about the government restrictions. And so that, that gives them uh, ammunition. It's it's an odd phenomenon, but, you know, not totally, uh, you know, impossible to understand. The way people are coming out of their houses and just, you know, the, the life is getting back to normal, that is somewhat on the timetable of states and counties and governments, but some of it, is, it seems to be just a psychological, okay, it's spring, and I've had enough of this. Yeah, I wonder. It could just be a coincidence, but the the coming of spring definitely fuels that impulse, you know? I mean, if, if we were at this time in the whole uh, COVID-19 thing and it was just starting to get really cold and dark and rainy and snowy and the rest of it. It would be different. Yeah, it'd be different. You'd think, oh, it's okay. I'm going to hunker down for the winter and uh, that's fine. I'll Hopefully it's over by spring. And we'd be at less risk from the murder hornet, he oh, says, Good Lord, determined to squeeze this into the segment. <laughs> A couple of interesting things. Uh, some good news, bad news, good news, and bad news. <laughs> Well, this is going to be quite the roller coaster ride. Eric from Astoria, Oregon, with a fascinating and informative email, uh, which includes, well, he addresses us, honorable DJ Son. If you call me a DJ, You son of a bitch, hey, uh, I will. I will find you. I will fight you. <laughs> murder hornet. <yeah. laughs> anyway, you mentioned the notorious murder hornets having been found in the U.S., uh, usually known as the Asian hornet, Japanese hornet, and/or Chinese hornet. The Chinese call it the big tiger head bee. Frankly, I'm scared. I got plenty of wasp killer. You may want to invest in the same. Now on to the information. In 2013, a spate of Asian hornet attacks on Chinese villagers in Shaanxi province led to 42 deaths and 1,600 injured. As you noted, about 50 people die every year in Japan from these marauding, maniacal, mandibular flying machines. Wow. Top speed, 40 kilometers per hour. Times points. Six. Four times six, okay. so roughly like twenty-five miles per hour. Twenty-five mile per hour, flying giant bee, half the size of a hummingbird. Yeah, holy well, crap! You well, can't, you, really you literally can't outrun it. You can't even come close to outrunning it unless you're Usain Bolt. <laughs> I I think you um yeah you got to call them a wasp because most people know wasps can sting over and over again like these sons of guns can. Uh, in Taiwan, villagers in remote areas call them mud hornets. Say it only takes three of them to kill a water buffalo. I didn't realize they flew at 25 miles an hour. Holy crap. Yeah, isn't that something? Usually, you know, you get a bumblebee in your backyard or something like that,
0: something that's going to sting and really hurt. They're so slow moving. That's not like adjusted for scale, right? Like the whole, like, an ant can lift ten times its own body. Well, I can squish it with my pinky, so I'm not I'm not too <laughs> so worried about up. it. Shut <laughs> <Right>? up. <laughs> no, it is not adjusted. That's just oh straight God. MPH, oh babe. Oh, flying gosh.
1: Fly f- you couldn't All get right, so away from it on a bicycle. I couldn't, anyway. So here's your good news and the bad news. Uh, first of all, honeybees can kill the thing. Yes, the scouts. Uh, not a swarm. If a swarm gets to their beehive, they're doomed. But if a scout comes in, they surround it, they climb on top of it, and vibrate as fast as they can. Yes. And like most uh, bugs, they have no internal you know temperature maintenance uh, you know stuff. and so they they cook it to death. What? Yeah, you're making this stuff up. No, one am murder murder. hornet. (laughs) Yeah, how do you like it? And so they can, honeybees can do that. Oh, wait a minute. Only Japanese honeybees and not European honeybees, which is the kind we have in America. The, The Eurobees just, you know. Why do the why do the European bees have trees in Paris or something? So the murder hornet can march in the shade. I don't know. You know let me work on that one for a while. But the Euro honeybees just lay down and take it. Unbelievable. And that's what I got in my backyard. Lazy, smoking, spio right. European tea right. sipping. Boring movie making. EU forming Socialist and breaking probably. up. Exactly, exactly whining about the U.S. even as we defend them. <laughs> bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> They're okay. so unsophisticated, in America. Bzz. Oh man! Perhaps I will go indoors if a murder hornet shows up in my backyard. I suggest that rather strongly. Carry off my new pug. You know, one of my uh, my great memories as a child, seared into my mind. I was being chased by a wasp in the backyard of our house in Kendall Park, New Jersey, when I was a wee lad of probably three or four. And I ran in the door, our sliding glass door, and I slammed it behind me. And I turned to look for the wasp. I couldn't see it. I was like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? And after I got my courage together, I opened the sliding glass door, and it had been caught right between the door and the door jam. Mm. In the nick of time, my skin was saved by getting that much. That's funny. I don't remember a lot, but I remember that. Yeah. Well, that relative to me, that was a murder hornet. I'm a tiny little kid. They looked like as you know, hummingbird to me. Terrifying. Um. Yeah. I got a buddy. His brother, in the San Diego, San Diego area, got stung by uh, something and died. Wow. Primal wow. life. Kids. Wife. That's the whole thing. R- allergy thing. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's that's horrific. I know. So I actually know somebody that's happened to, so I do I do worry about them. And I got yeah. stung by wasps uh, a couple of years ago. My whole face swole up. But then, so I got the EpiPen, and then, uh, then the next time I got stung by the wasp, I jammed myself with the EpiPen, which is no treat, <laughs> <laughs> and ended up in the ER because of the EpiPen. Thought I was going to wow. die. So no more EpiPens for me. I'll take my chance with the wasp. You jam wow. that EpiPen in you, and it's like, oh, Man, that's that's some feeling. Uh, well, like it's like uh, Uma Thurman in uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, it's uh, it's adrenaline, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. thought my heart was going to jump out of my mouth. Yeah. Which you uh, don't that want. That sounds unpleasant. Um, we'll break down the the latest models that are out there predicting doom for America. It's just, uh, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's behind us. I don't know what they're up to. Armstrong and Getty.